Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Yeah, so basically that's why I'm here. I really just feel like it was important to get back into therapy and really just sort of take a little bit more of a deep dive into my life and potentially figure some shit out that I'm doing on a regular basis and see if there's a way that I can kind of maneuver through that journey as such. So here I am. Where do I want to begin? Where do I want to begin? Where do I want? Uh, you know, I don't even know where to begin. When life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. You guys, this phrase that I came up with to really just brand the entire dynamic of this very show, My Gay Expose Podcast, a show where I expose all the things that I do in my regular everyday life, living in the beautiful city of San Francisco. It really is just one big giant clusterfuck of really just all over the place in regards to, you know, myself having a drinking problem, uh, being kind of a sex addict, really just being fucked in the head mentally about my weight, about the way I look to other gays, and really just that constant quest of trying to find a man and finding love and will it ever happen and dating and all of the blurred fine lines of hookup culture and just all of it put together, tie it up and wrap it in a bow. That really is just the entire dynamic of this fucking show. But you guys, sometimes, even though you've coined yourself as that like royal hot ass fucking mess you have to kind of take a step back and reflect on all of it and truth be told i'd like to blame the city of san francisco for creating this monster that is ronnie washburn and this show that is my gay expose podcast but i can't really do that i actually kind of have to take responsibility for my own actions and sometimes doing a little self-reflection and doing a little self-care is really just the healthiest formula to anything that you could ever get out of a My Gay Expose podcast. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's take every single piece of the puzzle and put them all together in regards to what it means to create a moment where you have to actually put that puzzle together and look at it and just realize that these are the pieces that are self-care in itself. And what do I mean by that? You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Washburn here. 
And welcome back to the show that actually would probably be one of the best items that you could implement into your life in regards to self-care, My Gay Exposé Podcast. And on this week's Exposé, we take a break from our regular everyday scheduled routines in regards to being a hot-ass fucking mess that you've, like, listened to me talk about so many times on this show for, like, (laughs) the past, like, two and a half plus fucking years or whatever the hell it is. And just what it means to actually realize and understand that some of those things are kind of detrimental to who you are as an individual. And, like, implementing certain regimens into your life in regards to self-care. Like how all of those pieces to the puzzle put together can sort of just check all the boxes and create that entire puzzle that you see right before your eyes that literally spells out the words self-care. And on this week's Your Gay Exposé segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked what are some of the things that you do in your life in regards to self-care and why. And, you know, I just want to say, if you're struggling with any of the issues that we're about to talk about this week, by all means, like, take the necessary precautions into contacting people who might potentially be able to help you, whether that be friends, family, somebody professional, whatever. It's so important to make sure that you're okay in your mind mentally. It's so fucking important. Even if you just have to call the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline and just vent to me about it. I am all ears and really honestly just willing to help in any way that I'm able. But honestly, just take care of yourself, you guys. That's all I want to convey in this week's expose. But first, before we actually Oh, realize that instead of taking a shot of vodka to go hang out with friends, that maybe a shot of coffee is probably really what you need instead. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to Reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, you reacted to and I sort of need to address, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh God, what the fuck? What was I even trying to say? I'm just, Jesus, what a fucking goddamn mess. That definitely merits a (laughs) re-expose. You guys, I don't know why I even bother, but you know, the Beyonce fans are still fucking coming for me. Like two episodes later, two fucking episodes later, the dust has still not settled on me giving the rating that I did on the Beyonce album while rating it at a three. And you know, I have to say this. I gave it a few more chances after I recorded that expose. I listened to the album all the more. And you know, I will say this. Okay, so psych. Yeah, I'm still giving it a fucking three. It sucks. It's not good. I'm sorry. I realize that all of this shit is going to be continuously and constantly overplayed in every single club and bar in the gay world, but I don't give a shit. The Beyonce album was terrible. I still don't like it. I still hate it. And I still give it a fucking three. But also on that note, I had someone actually message me. So, okay, just, I want to explain something here in this moment. Just because I hate the Beyonce album, that doesn't mean I fucking hate Beyonce because I feel like, When I say that I hated her newest album, that means people think that I'm, like, saying that I hate her. I fucking love Beyonce. I love her. I mentioned this in the fucking expose. I said, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. The bitch can slay a show. She's a performer. That is why I love her. She sings well. Her music is just meh. 
It's just meh. I have not been excited about a Beyonce song since her very first solo album. That's right. Her very first solo album. I'll say it fucking again. You know, I was listening to Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen's podcast, the Sibling, sibling Rivalry podcast. And they were actually talking about the album. And Bob said that he hates when people say, hey, have you listened to the entire you know, Beyonce album. And then he, he says that like his response is like, well, no, I haven't listened to all of it yet. And then the other person immediately goes, okay, so you hate Beyonce. (laughs) I really feel like that's truth. And like, I was laughing out loud when I heard him saying that because I really feel like Beyonce fans come for people in such a unique way. Like they're very that they're like, oh, you haven't listened to the whole Beyonce album. So you hate Beyonce then? It's very that. And I really feel like that's the feedback that I'm getting from all of you out there in the My Gay Expose podcast world. You're just assuming that because I don't like her album that I fucking hate her. And that, again, is not the case. So can we just fucking lay all of that goddamn shit to rest for fuck's sake? (laughs) It's just, it's so fucking entertaining out of all the things that I've condemned on this show, I love how the Beyonce is the one topic of conversation that you all just continuously linger and continue to linger and continue to like, it's just get, like, get, ah, I'm over it. Let's end it. Like, I love Beyonce, but also I do not care for her latest album. And that's it. <laughs> and one last time, in case you have somehow forgotten, because I talk about it pretty much every week consistently, please, by all means, go to any one of my socials, any one of the links in my bios, any one of my websites, and donate, donate, donate to my AIDS life cycle journey, or just just, just anything, you guys. It could be a dollar. Like, I don't give a shit. A dollar, $500, whatever you have. Please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. It's the most amazing fucking cause on this planet. I assure you, all proceeds go to, you know, providing the necessary resources for people who are diagnosed with HIV and don't know what the next steps are in their life. People who want to protect themselves from HIV and need to get on prep pill prescriptions and don't actually have the ability to afford $4,000 a month, which is what a prep pill fucking prescription costs. It's just such a good and amazing cause and an organization that I just believe in so fucking much. The San Francisco AIDS Foundation also coupled with the partnership of the Los Angeles LGBT Center. I've talked about this shit so many times on the show. So just, just donate to my AIDS life cycle journey, please, please donate, donate, donate. Uh, I've gotten a couple of donations in. So thank you for all of you who have already donated. But please, I need to raise at least minimum $5,000 is my goal for this year's AIDS Life Cycle journey. So can you just make that happen for me? Come on. It's such an amazing cause. You know you want to. (laughs) And if you actually just want to be a part of your very own AIDS Life Cycle journey, Registration is officially open and you can go to AIDSLifeCycle.org. That's AIDSLifeCycle.org and register as a writer, register as a roadie, and create your very own incredible AIDS Life Cycle journey. It's, you guys, I, I mean, I know I've talked about this to death, but it really is the one thing that I think I will always look forward to each and every year just being a part of such an incredible community and just donating my time to make something like this an event that we all need in today's gay society. And I think you should be a part of it too. So just fucking register. I mean, I'll be there. So why not be a part of such an incredible and amazing and fulfilling and rewarding cause? AIDSLifeCycle.org. And if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me via DM or email at mygayexpose at gmail.com or just go back through the My Gay Expose podcast archives and listen to episode 110, My AIDS Life Cycle Journey for more information as to why you should make this a part of your 
once a year routine. So before we get my gay expose that just so happens to have a, uh, I need to fix a whole hell of a lot of shit in my life themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. What are some of the things that you do in your life that you would consider to be self-care? So let's get some of those responses now. Michael says, I have to go to the gym at least four times a week to keep my mind, body, and just mental outlook on life in check. Lori says, paint my toenails or get a pedicure, shave, have talk therapy with close friends over a bottle of wine, walk, exercise, get my hair done, sleep in when I can, or just drink water. Monish says, travel, vacation, good sex, and of course, the gym. Alex says, masturbation. Kelsey says, body, mind, soul, sleep at least eight hours a night, many supplements, therapy, not talking to my ex, exercise, especially strength training, read, restrict social media, great sex, and reach out to friends when shit gets tough. Sergio says, therapy and healing comes from all over. Importantly, I talk to my family nearly every day, be it text or call. I try to have some kind of fun plans for the future to give me something fun to look forward to. And if I'm not having sex with another, I try to make sure my alone playtime is fun and entertaining. Not just a quick wank. Body needs pleasure and more endorphins. Abraham says, being in the sun and going for walks. Keshev says, mostly getting massages. And I actually mean professional massages. <laughs> Kyle says, I try to eat super over-the-top healthy to stay fit and in shape. But what I've learned is that if I deprive my body of the things that it really wants then I'm not really happy. So therefore, cheesecake is in my refrigerator almost all the time. My straight brother Ryan says as follows. Drink whiskey, therapy. Drink whiskey, yoga. Drink whiskey, work out. Drink whiskey, stay away from stupid people. And I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, yes, drink whiskey. <laughs> Oh, God. Josh says, the gym is really the only thing that keeps me sane. Porter says, anytime I feel that my attitude is a little lacking, I know that I have to just masturbate in order to get myself in a better mood. <laughs> I actually really agree with this. There are times that I wake up in the morning... And you know, sometimes you just kind of wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you can just feel it. I just know that I actually have to masturbate before I even get out of that bed in order to make my day better. So I totally get what you're saying here. <laughs> Doesn't masturbation just really cure the worst attitude ever? Michael number two says, a good book sitting on the balcony. Braden says, taking a shit in peace. <laughs> and you guys, I know this bitch well enough to know that when he is taking a shit, it's a very long period of time that he's taking that shit in peace. <laughs> what? 
Simon says. <laughs> I love that. That's the first time I've had a Simon uh, chime in. Sorry. <laughs> Simon says as follows. <laughs> sex, sex, and more sex. Patrick says, jerk off. Mario says, the ultimate way to take care of yourself is just knowing that you just have to get fucked really hard. <laughs> Daniel says, for me, it's taking a break between social activities to recharge. As an extreme extrovert, I need to be conscious of the time that I gift myself to be alone. You, you guys, I just have to say, this is actually why Daniel and I are so close. Because we get each other just like this. There's so much of Daniel that I appreciate as a friend because he's so much like me on so many different levels. But this is actually such an important thing that he's actually saying here. I never really knew the value of being alone with myself for any extended period of time because throughout my entire life, I was always so insecure and needed to surround myself by other people for validation. But this is... The older you get, the more you realize that being alone really is just the best fucking self-care that you could ever have in your life. Kevin says. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, it's never a good sign if I'm already laughing before I even fucking read. What Kevin said. I, I swear to God, I love this fucking bitch. Kevin says as follows. Finding myself a nice tight hole to come in. <laughs> you guys, I'm going to reveal something that I don't think Kevin wants me to reveal on this show. He's not actually even a fucking top. <laughs> He's so stupid. And as usual, these answers aren't really a giant clusterfuck of all over the place. I mean, it's really interesting to get exactly what it is that each and every one of you do for yourself in regards to self-care. But I just want to say this before we hop into this week's My Gay Exposé portion of this week's Exposé. For me, this week, self-care is more about not so much going out and getting a pedicure or a massage or reading a good book on the balcony. It's more about like actual taking care of myself and kind of pulling myself out of some of the toxic ruts that I've been kind of exposing myself to lately. So you'll have to listen along and figure out exactly what it is that I'm talking about in regards to all of these different pieces of the puzzle that I have to put back together to create that full-on puzzle of what it means to take care of myself uh, and if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And always just use Kevin's answer as a basis for reference. <laughs> if you have any further questions about that. But now let's hop into my gay expose and you'll find out exactly what I did recently to just fix so much bullshit in my life and just full on take care of myself in a way that I've probably needed to for quite some time now. So let's get into this week's My Gay Expose portion now. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click 
five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. So here's the thing, you guys. I just want to make one thing very clear before we finish out the rest of this week's expose, that just because I'm talking about some changes that I've made in my life in regards to self-care and just shit that I needed to fix about myself in general, that doesn't necessarily mean that all the shit that you've been hearing on this show for the past two plus years is all going away. I mean, that wouldn't really be a smart dynamic for this show, now would it? (laughs) It's like, I'm not like completely 360 changing anything. So don't freak out. Don't worry. Everything that you will hear each and every week will be just as messy as it was once before. And really just the success of this show. So I have to keep that momentum going. But you know, we all need a little self-care once in a while in our lives. And once you get to like a certain point in your life, you start to realize that some of the patterns that you have been doing for years and years and years are really just taking you down that dark rabbit hole. And is there a way out or is there any other way to like, you know, kind of figure your shit out in your life and just sort of, you know, put yourself on that path to kind of changing some shit and fixing some stuff and it it doesn't make any sense when I say it right now, but you will fully understand everything that I'm about to expose this week towards the tail end of this week's expose, or at least I hope. (laughs) But you know, I had to like kind of take a step back because, you know, to combine all of the shit that we sort of are talking about this week My San Francisco gay pride this year was kind of a hot ass mess and really sort of made me have to kind of take a step back and reflect on just my life in general and where I was and where I was going. And first and foremost, let me just kind of talk a little bit about what I did in that specific like couple weeks leading to the the final weekend for SF Gay Pride. So San Francisco Pride is the final week in June. And, you know, this year I decided to hang out with my friend Abraham and another mutual friend of ours was coming into town from out of town. He was bringing a few friends. And so it's just, it it was really just going to be the dynamic of just hanging out and really just kind of partying all weekend long. And that was the idea and premise. But let me just kind of recap what happened this weekend. And Each one of the different aspects or pieces to the puzzle that we need to talk about this week will be covered in this one fucking week leading to the weekend. And it's just kind of a hot ass mess. And then we'll get into all the things that I just decided to fucking change on a whim at random so that we can just talk about all the self-care bullshit this week. So sit tight and let's just get right in. So it sort of all started where I actually texted my friend Abraham and asked him what his plans were for Pride. And, you know, he basically was like he had a couple of, you know, events that he was going to do. But like really, for the most part, he was just kind of hanging out. Like there was a I think there was like a, a house party on one of the days. He wanted to do brunch. We wanted to go to the park. There was just all these different little things that we were all supposed to do and just really just hang out with this friend that was coming into town and he brought a friend with him and, you know, it was just supposed to be a fucking fun time. And, you know, the thing is, is like, I knew that Pride was coming up and I had gotten home from the AIDS life cycle and I sort of was on that new little high and I knew that the Pride weekend was a thing. So I did something that I now look back on and sort of kind of regret. I went to the grocery store and bought a huge handle of vodka. And I think in my head, I just thought to myself, well, pride's coming up. I don't really have anything else to kind of, you know, do in the meantime. So why not just start drinking now? Which kind of was a little bit of a dangerous uh, slippery slope for me. And, you know, 
I don't really do the cocktail thing. I'm one of those individuals that if it's hard alcohol, it's definitely just going to be shots, which we all know that sometimes has a really bad outcome because when you take shots versus sipping on a cocktail, all that shit kind of just hits you a little bit harder. And so I really just kind of went the week leading in to that Pride weekend, just drinking every single day. Like, I would actually go into work at, like, fucking 7 a.m. before anyone else came into the restaurant, and I would go in to the refrigerator, and I would have, like, a couple beers just to pop myself back into perspective because I was so fucking hungover or even sometimes still a little buzzed from the night before doing those shots. And so... It really became an issue where I actually found myself having to drink a couple drinks before I started my fucking work shift. I mean, this is like a problem in itself. Let's just put it that way. I think you can't, I don't think you have to like be a fucking rocket scientist to figure out that if you have to have a couple of drinks before you begin your day, there's definitely some underlying issues there. But that was actually happening this entire week. And I think in the back of my head, I just kept telling myself, it's Pride weekend. It's time to celebrate. It's time to just continue the party. And then I would leave work and I would just jump right into drinking. You know, my work in regards to like writing and the show itself, planning and all of it, it just kind of suffered. Like, because I would just get drunk and I wouldn't focus and I wasn't focused. And You know, I had pre-recorded a bunch of episodes in advance because of the AIDS life cycle prior. And so I was set. Like, I didn't really do anything. I wasn't really trying to, like, I I think that's how I kind of justified it in my mind. That it was okay for me to continuously drink because I didn't really have anything else to do. So I did just that. And DoorDash is one of those dangerous things, especially when I write, that I just do because I don't like, especially when I have those hardcore deadlines, I sort of find myself having food delivered and paying the, like, triple in price than if I were to just walk down the street to the fucking, you know, Taqueria or Harvey's or some shit like that and just grab some to-go food. But, like, it was just more convenient to have it delivered. And so, of course, because I was so drunk and I was drinking every single fucking day leading into that weekend, I would get terrible food because that's what you do when you're drunk, right? I actually posted on my Instagram story leading out of that SF Pride weekend that I literally, you guys, no joke, and as ashamed as I am to fucking expose this, I'm just going to say it. I fucking ordered Taco Bell every single day from the Tuesday all the way through that Sunday of the Pride weekend. And I'm not just saying I ordered Taco Bell. I'm saying I ordered 30 plus to sometimes $50 worth of Taco Bell to a place where I would wake up the next morning and just see all that extra food laying around because I was so inebriated that I stupidly would just keep adding fucking things to my cart. So I, you know, was the puzzle piece of drinking the whole time, the puzzle piece of eating terrible food. And, you know, we all know that when you drink and drink and drink and drink, Alcohol is a fucking depressed, like it it makes you depressed. It like, it it just doesn't let your brain work in the way that it is supposed to, you know, and in turn that actually kind of like really sort of affected a lot of the episodes that I was recording prior to that. And it just was a hot ass mess. And so, yeah, I posted that fucking like order of my orders for Taco Bell in my Instagram stories it kind of like showing everyone that I fucking literally ordered Taco Bell every single day for a fucking week, spending so much more money than I should have on Taco Bell of all things and just drank my fucking face off. But what ended up happening when the weekend rolled around, having all of these plans set with my friend Abraham, I ended up dipping out like every single fucking day that I hung out with him for dick. I would just leave. I would get, I would be drunk. I would be wasted. I would have shots before I went to meet up with them at brunch. I would have shots before I went up to meet with whatever. And I remember waking up the Sunday morning and looking through Instagram and seeing hit like the three of them post that they were at Dolores Park and feeling all sorts of shame and regret for like 
not actually showing up for that portion of the actual weekend because that's what I wanted to do. But I like would be so drunk that I would dip out for dick and then just end up going home and passing out and ordering fucking Taco Bell. And then just waking up the next morning and feeling like an idiot for what the, what the, why was I doing that? You guys, in turn, like I wasn't running, I wasn't exercising, I wasn't doing any sort of workout routine or regimen. And my mental state of mind was so fucking bad. Like it wasn't, it was really hard to like be proud and celebrate my pride and be so supportive and excited for an event that I look forward to each and every year because it's just one of my favorite times of year. And I just spent the entire weekend feeling like that hot ass mess. So those are all the different things that I did that weekend. And I really regret it. And I actually had a really long drawn out conversation with my friend Abraham. And I like just opened up to him and I said, like, listen, I feel so bad. I feel so awful. Like I was actually really looking forward to hanging out with you and, you know, some of the other guys and whatever. And I just fucking just dipped out each and every time. And it was because of alcohol. It was because I was just a fucking mess. And and as a result of all the drinking, I ate terrible. And that was not good for my waistline. Literally, that entire fucking week of constant shots and constant Taco Bell was just not a good outcome for me at all. And then like the next day feeling all sorts of hungover and having to actually take a couple of shots just to start my day. Like I have a hard time even admitting that out loud. That's like not something that I ever wanted to expose at all, but it was really very that it was happening. So, you know, I just have to say that I had to take a step back and realize that that weekend was not something I was proud of. It wasn't pride. It wasn't me being proud. It was me feeling all sorts of shame and regret for my behavior and my actions and what I did that entire fucking weekend. And I, the, the two guys that I ended up hooking up with on that weekend were, weren't even that great. Like I ended up doing those gay walk of shames home from their homes, just feeling like, why the fuck did I just leave my friends for that? That's what I left my friends for? It's fucking bullshit. And so it just was a lose-lose weekend. So what prompted this sudden change in my mindset, you know, aside from the fact that that week leading into that weekend was a hot-ass mess, was a few weeks back, if you remember, I did a social experiment for the episode The Bossy Power Bottom Ho Diet, where I actually just wanted to implement a very strict high-fiber diet into my regular eating habits and sort of see if I could go through the motions of like actually like going and hooking up with people, douching or without douching, like douche-free, like actually, you know, putting enough fiber in my body to actually make it so that I didn't have to actually douche to like explore this actual diet in itself. So it was really, I honestly just did it for the episode, but it just so happens that this specific episode was coming out right after. Like I actually went through the motions of doing it right after Pride. And truth be told, I've has stated this so many times on this show. I've always been super unhealthy with my body, the way I look. Like my body doesn't really proportion well. And especially getting older and you know, I'm literally in this moment, 41, tiptoeing into like less than a month into like the horrible notion that I'm about to turn 42 next month, which is like scary as shit because I mean, it just flies by so fucking fast and just the stark realization that like I can't just eat and do whatever I want anymore because like I fucking am not 22 anymore. I can't like just do whatever and know that my body's always going to look hella good. It's just not. It's never going to be the way that it once was. I have to bust my ass. I have to stop drinking because alcohol is like the biggest offender and it just you guys, I have not been so uncomfortable with looking at myself in the mirror naked than I ever have within the last like year and a half plus. It's really been a complete total mind fuck for me. So I just, 
I really needed to like make some sort of a change. But when I did this fucking diet for this specific episode, one of the requirements that I researched was that you had to cut out alcohol. So I did just that. And honestly, I had to cut a lot of fucking food that I normally ate on a regular basis out as well. And you guys, the weight just started melting off. So legitimately, it was like, honestly, the combination of me not drinking, plus the fact that I was cutting out red meat, that I was cutting out dairy, that I was cutting out saturated fats and sugars, and just really only eating fruits, vegetables, and like poultry and like white meats. Like that's really all I was eating. And beans. I always forget about the beans. But I, like, that's literally all I was eating. And you guys, the, the weight was fucking just melting off my body. So I always profess about how much of an adamant runner that I am. And I am very proud of myself that I do have the ability to actually run like between like eight to 10 miles in a session. I, I really just, I actually run, I live on Castro. And a cross street that I won't reveal just for obvious reasons. <laughs> but I run down Castro Street, run down Market, go all the way down to the Embarcadero and back. And it ends up being about eight miles. But on my days off, I actually circle Dolores Park a couple of times on my way. And so it ends up being about, you know, bet- anywhere between eight to ten, depending on how many times I circle the park. So I've only been doing that on my days off. So, you know seeing that the weight was melting off just for the mere fact that I just changed just my alcohol intake and just my diet, I decided to step up the running too. So instead of just doing it two days a week, I actually started doing it like four to five days a week. And you guys, the result is me actually literally just posting on Instagram as of the time of this recording yesterday a before and after photo of legitimately like two fucking months. Two months. The first photo was taken in early June. The second photo was taken as of yesterday, which was August the 9th. And I have fucking lost uh, almost 10 pounds. My waist size has gone down two pant sizes. I look so much better, healthier. My face has shrunk like two sizes Like, I look at that photo of me in early June and just am absolutely fucking mortified at the way that I actually let myself go. Just the constant drinking, the constant eating whatever I wanted. Like, I I just couldn't believe that I had let myself go that bad. And it really was bad. You know, and the way that I kind of drape my clothing, I sort of feel like I can kind of, sort of, so to speak, hide for the most part, most of it, but like it, I really wasn't fooling anyone. I really was gaining tons of weight. And an eye opener for me was, as I stated in the AIDS life cycle journey expose previously, there was one of the team members that was on that journey that was just taking photos of us all the time, re- like regardless of what we were doing. And she put together like a montage towards the tail end of the journey. And she, you guys, she, basically airdropped all the photos to all of us towards the tail end. And some of the photos that I saw of myself, I was absolutely fucking mortified at the way that I looked physically. I just, it was so gross and disgusting. I just couldn't even stomach looking at most of those photos. It was terrible. And so I just needed to make this fucking change. So, you know, aside from cutting out the drinking, cutting out the terrible food and changing my diet completely, and um, you know, really just implementing the running, I have fucking dropped so much fucking weight in just such a short time. It's unreal. And you know, in turn, this has really just helped me out mentally. Like when I look better and I'm losing weight, I feel better physically and mentally. And as a result, my work is better. My writing worked. I've been, I started back on my book. I had put my book on hold for so long because I just felt so depressed and not into it. And I just couldn't like muster up the energy to like even open up my fucking computer and just start writing. But you guys, I have been putting in so much fucking goddamn work on that book. And I'm so excited on the new spin that I decided to take. My creative juices are flowing. 
my work ethic is so much better. I'm sleeping better. All the content on this show has just been 10 times better. And you guys, the numbers are proving it that like ever since I started this little quest, like a couple months ago, the it's just, I sound, I, I can tell that I sound like just a completely different person. And I just, I have a doctor's appointment next week and I, it's just a like standard routine yearly, whatever. And I'm just going to talk to my doctor about getting back into therapy and how my insurance can like, how, how I can go through the motions of doing that. Because I just feel like therapy, oh, like I was in it once before and it helped me so much in so many different ways in my life with my family shit, with just me understanding myself as an individual. And based on all the shit that I just covered on this week's expose, I feel that therapy really just will be the cherry on top of the sundae or the final piece to this self-care puzzle. So... Before we segue out of this week's expose, you guys, I'm going to post my before and after photo on the Instagram page at Exposing My Gay. And I just want you to see the difference in it's it's really it's such a huge transformation, you know, and I have to say the, uh, you know, social media's embrace of that photo has been very positive and I and it's. And just seeing how people are receiving that photo are just, it's just so fulfilling and rewarding in my mind. And it just solidifies the idea that I need to continue this fucking shit in my life. Will I completely cut alcohol out of my diet entirely? Probably not. But it, I know that if I limit it, that I can continue on this journey. Will I have a weak moment of having a piece of cheesecake or having a cheeseburger once in a while? Probably. I, I I can't see myself completely cutting all that shit out of my diet and having it once in a great while or having a cheat day, for example, is something that I should probably implement. But, you know, running, looking forward to those runs and just getting away from the world and putting those headphones in and just all the mental shit that are just, it's just checking off all the boxes and all of these individual puzzle pieces put together just really completes the entire Ronnie Washburn puzzle and if you're struggling with any of these issues, this has been like some of the most vulnerable shit that I've ever exposed on this show. You guys, you can do it too. Like literally just try any of these things in your life if you're struggling with any of this. And I assure you, you will come with the most amazing outcome ever. So stay tuned for the official post of the before and after photo on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. Coming soon. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms? Gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. And listen, here's the deal. If you can actually believe that someone like me who has really just built his entire fucking career on being the biggest hot mess of all time with fucking addiction problems and sexual pro like everything that you could possibly think of under the sun in regards to the definition of what it means to be a hot ass mess then if i can actually implement these self-care items to my life to completely transform my entire outlook and mindset then you can do it too and honestly whether it just be going and getting like a fucking pedicure or getting your hair done or getting a massage, whatever it is, just take care of yourself, you guys, okay? It's very fucking important. <laughs> and I just want to know from you, the listeners, do you have like some sort of a unique spin on what it means to actually implement said self-care items to your life? And what is it? And tell me about it by calling the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415 five zero one zero four zero one that's four one five five zero one zero four zero one call in 
leave a message and tell me all about it. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of my Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official My Gay Expose podcast website at mygayexposepodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will take care of myself with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.